Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. All right, let's do it live on a Thursday edition of the program. Merely Bo and the Great Z. How you living, buddy? Well, I want to start off today by uh, saying three years ago today, the great Zago passed on. So uh, shout out to Zago and to all the, the Jagaras out there. And we love Zago. May 26th, 2019. Very likely, based on your stories, the actual most interesting man in the world. And only one flaw. I have two flaws of his. In fact, I love the fact that he never let you win. I love the fact that he walked off. I think that's remarkable. I will do that with my kids. I will use that. I will employ it. I think it's gorgeous that he did that. That he. Oh, it's too <laughs> it's dark. Rotten. I, of course it's rotten, but that's what makes it beautiful. Like yes, this is a remarkable sure. yeah. play, yeah. and I just love the idea of I will be damned if I will let him win, and I'm just going to walk off. And right. the, I, I, In my head – I know what he looks like. Obviously, you know you very well. Six, I can three, picture it in my big guy, head. Yes. Push cart, push into cart the sunset. out. I can picture it in my head, him and me like this. And you're going, what? Wait, what did I do? What am I doing? What are, what are we what doing? Do you, what you are you doing? You can't walk off. And the idea that it was like a, uh, the, the ride home was met with silence. Like the whole thing is just, it's a scene of a film. Yeah. The only mistake that I would say, though, is the, the day at Olympic. That's the only day. Um, you're a reputable player of, of some, some, some certain abilities. Uh, this is an iconic course. I don't know if you'll ever get another opportunity to be on it. Probably probably not. one of the harder co- tracks to get on, I would think. Yeah, and they played as a twosome. <clears throat> they played like, as a twosome. I like there was, third. there was nobody rushing behind you, trying to play behind you. I'm not you. sure we saw anybody. You might not have seen anybody, was my guess. That's typically the way those places are. Golf is very different in those type of places than it is if you're at the Muni. Uh, so that's the, um, yeah. that's the one air in his ways was the fact that here hit it hit, take a tee shot take you take my drive on 18 take my drive on 17 like hit hit the, here get out your seven iron hit this par three i mean it'd been great give you a, give you a swing i would have really enjoyed it would have been turns remarkable out, turns out i might have really enjoyed it it's, been it's probably yeah. the greatest story of forbidden fruit that he said hey nate i'm gonna play olympic you want to come along and then you're caddying for him is That's that what right. it amounts to uh-huh. so you want to caddy for me and then in his view, that was enough of the bite oh, of the apple. Oh, what a treat for what me. What a treat for you. To walk the to hollow walk grounds. The hollow yeah, grounds exactly. Yeah. Carry his bag. And you're yeah. like, boy, you know, one swing would have been nice. I don't know that there are many people on the planet who can say that they have been published in Encyclopedia Britannica. They have, as of the year 2000, drank all of the top 10 wines of all time according to wine spectator whoa that's the first time i've heard this they have lived amongst eskimos and eaten 10 pounds of raw caribou leg and that is and they have traced the migration of man out of africa across the y chromosome not the x chromosome see so what you can say all of those see what you oh and he went stanford and and he once beat tom watson on a par three yeah and also didn't let you swing a club. Yeah. All of those things. So that's, I mean, that is a most interesting man. There's no doubt. Campaign. Everything yes. you just, every you can, it's all it true. writes itself. It's all true. Yeah. But he is, he is the world's most interesting man. And had a formidable mustache too, correct? Beard. Full beard. A oh, full beard. Even better. Full beard. Zago, always a full beard. I love it. Uh, I love it. I don't know that I ever saw him 
You ever saw him slicked up or always? I don't know if I've ever seen him wear a tie either. I'm trying to think about from the photos if I if he was ever convinced to wear a tie. Would not wear a tie at least as I can think of. Because I'm doing like even at formal functions would pass. Yeah, like even even at my wedding. Let me see this. He's in there with and he's got like a golf shirt on underneath. Awesome. Yeah. No need. No need. Restrictive. He's not here for it. No. Not here for it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. No, that's very, very good. That's very By good. By the way, I am a little another in another note of of sadness. We're not able to attend the the party with a bunch of important people at it. The, the Mrs. Father, George, George Mizanin, stopped by yesterday, gave oh, us flyers sure. yeah. to a very important party and unfortunately it coincides with our show. So if we really crush the first hour, Gibe, I think that at two o'clock we should leave and just go to this party. A lot of important people are going to all be there. the important people, from what I understand, in all the area, them. all the people in the region yes. who are important will be there. Yes, yeah, that's what I'm told. So that's what you're told. According to the flyer that I have, the literature I have, it there's goes literature five o'clock. <laughs> so, so you're saying maybe after chance. three o'clock, since you won't be golfing because it'll be. I don't think so. I'm feeling pretty good right now. Feeling I, pretty good about my ability to get out on the links. I, we talked through this. I think some of this is going to hold off. Yeah, I'm feeling really I good. I think you might be able to get this in. We've got when, a, when is it getting brutal? Like, what are we, what are we looking at here? I don't think it's ever going to get brutal. Potential. I think it's going to be – there's going to be some scattered stuff here, you know, going on. As I look into the hourly out in, uh, in Aurora, yeah, like maybe, maybe 0.1 inches, which doesn't feel like a lot. At uh, six o'clock, but on that we're in the clear, brother. Yeah, I think you're all clear. I mean, you got a little. It's, there's nothing out there this afternoon that's going to be a problem for a guy like you, man oh. of your means and abilities. I'm not afraid. Um, I'm not afraid. And then tomorrow, what do we? It's, the big day for is going to be tomorrow. You're really looking at Sunday, right? That's going to be the sweet spot. Sunday's going to be a butte. Monday, that's the, the Brylo. The Brylo Sunday. The yep. big defense. The title defense. Monday's going to be awfully warm. Uh, and then, but really, uh, pools are opening and, tomorrow and Saturday. Pool season. Pool should already be open. Morning swims. If you, you better have your pool already going. If, if you don't, that drives me nuts. Like you got to, pool's got to be open in this state, April 15. You got to. I'm not, I, I don't think it can be. They just need to be ready to be open. Be like ready when at a minute's nice. notice. At a minute's right notice. That's the thing. Right. Yeah, so they need to be ready to go. I'm not saying you got to you got to staff them every day no. in a public pool or club pool situation, but they have to be ready to when go. We, when we had that week where it was 80 four days in a row without yes. cloud in the sky, sold pools ready. Let's Even go. if you miss the first day, I'll give you the first 24 hours. Now let's get there for the next three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. otherwise, the bottom line is you're going to end up with me at your house looking for pools and transformative turkey. It's all in play. If only you knew anybody who had all of those things. I do. Do you? Yes, as a matter of fact, I do. OTA day three yeah. in the books. What'd you see, Z? So I was out there today. Uh, again, not open to the media, so we can't get into too much of it. But um, first, just good to see this team continue to progress. And a couple of people who stood out to me, one would be Anthony Schwartz. And he's a guy that we focused on quite a bit when we talked about, you know, position groups and, and are they complete, are they not complete. And I think he is right now what I would call the linchpin to this wide receiver group in the sense that, his progress could render the group complete. His slower progress than you might want could render the group incomplete and thus the needing in addition to it. And I thought he had a very good day in the seven-on-seven seven in the red zones, had a couple of touchdowns uh, off of beautiful balls from Deshaun Watson. Um, but I thought he really stood out. And then the other thing that stood out today is they were doing, and I was talking with uh, 
Coach Prefer, we're doing the Browns breakdowns. And, and what's cool about this year, when because we're doing them a little bit later, is we're doing the Browns breakdowns, which were typically done right after the draft with Dane Brugler. Do them a little later. We're doing with the position coaches. So I actually got to sit down with, with Coach Prefer this morning. Nice. And we watched some of Cade York's LSU tape, and then we watched uh, some of his tape from actually kicking the ball here with the Browns, actually at First Energy Stadium. And then today was the first day that they did uh, uh, some field goal drills, some team field goal drills, and he absolutely crushes the ball. And they were all right down. It was very windy today. Yeah, high winds, but it, it just he kills it. And Gibbe, I'm going to see if I can throw this out there to you. I'm going to set you up here. You're going blind. There used to be somebody here, punter, that when you could be anywhere out on the practice field, but when he hit a punt, you knew he hit a punt just because of the sound it made. Yes, he was with. He was a fantastic golfer. Yes, true. Uh, scored well at Augusta, if I recall. Also true. Correctly. Yes, Pro Bowler yeah, many he times was a pro over. Pro Bowler. Then he went to Carolina, or was did he go to Carolina he, after us? Yeah, we traded him to Carolina for a pick that was used to acquire Jarvis Landry. He has two first names. I do not remember off the top of my head. Andy Lee. That's it. Then he went to Arizona, and yeah. he and Zane Gonzalez were actually in Arizona together. The year Zane Gonzalez went to the so Pro Bowl. So I had everything. Yeah, you had it all. You had, it. You you had, had it a story. All. So Andy Lee, when he would kick a punt, it just sounded different yes. coming off his foot than, frankly, anybody who's ever been here before or since. Even the hammer. Even his, the hammer. At his heights when he could more, huh? It was because he peered at every – like, it was just like – Oh, it was – Like, it just – it had this sound. Cade York's field goals have that sound. Yeah. And there are just, a, quite a few people talking about that fact. Nice. So at one point, they're kicking through the uprights, and you'll get a kick out of this. And I'm back there with my nemesis uh, as we were hanging out watching a lot of practice. Nemesis, of course, being Brad Melland. No big deal. Uh, and <laughs> you guys are socializing again? Oh, no. He turned his back on him earlier. I gave a friendly it's tense. wave. Oh, it's tense. Okay. Okay. Wait till I drop. Wait till I get a hold of Coach Stefanski and drop the real idea for what his the hoodie ought to be. I have information for you. Oh, you're gonna like has has what we've discussed been discussed elsewhere. There's one. There's one. I knew it. And maybe, maybe there's two. Good lord. And perhaps, sweet mother of mercy, all of this torture I've been through ends up being worth it. The second one might be in the studio someday. My God. Just saying. Anywho, back to where Mother I Mary was. comfort me. Holy I mean, cow. All right, go ahead. What are you I don't know. What are you even talking about? Who cares at this point? I mean that's that's that, a hell of a teaser. It's out there. It's out there. So I'm back there. And nobody was back there to get to shag the uh the field goals because they were doing seven on sevens. Tell me you start shagging run. them. So I start shagging field goals. So the first one comes at me. And mind you, I am no kick returner no, <laughs> at all. You're a man, you're 40. Yeah, and they used no. to call me in softball, uh, they would call me the piano man because it, it was like I was running with a piano on my back because not the swiftest guy who's ever, who's ever been there. Now, the fact of the matter is if I was getting out on a fast break, I turned into to Carl Lewis. But if I had to get back on defense or run around the bases, it turns out not so fast. The first one comes at me, and it was very windy, as I said, and it just like the wind kind of – it just went forever, and it landed about 10 yards over my head. Yeah. So Mellon's giving me crap, and I'm like, all right, I got to catch one of these. Sure. I'm going to try. Next one goes, and I have to get off to my right a little bit. I get my hands on it. I had no idea just how much force it actually comes down with. Sure. A the lot. Duke is a big ball. Big ball. He is booting it downwind. 
that thing was coming. So the first one, I I get a drop, and I was I was getting razzed pretty good. So I'm like, all right, I have to stay out here till I catch one. Did you say I would love a, I'd love a set of gloves? No, all natural. Yeah, because I mean, I think that would help you a lot, both with the velocity and the stick. Probably would have helped at one point. I thought maybe I should have like like a uh, a catcher's chest protector on just in case <laughs> I didn't I didn't catch it. But protect I, your protect the money the maker well, and the face. So how about this I mean, thought you, that I, went maybe through? Maybe a helmet. You don't want to bounce no, back. Well, and the other thing I was got worried about because when the one that I caught, I didn't. Fortunately, it didn't like pop a finger, but it popped into my mind like I'm going to do this. I'm going to break one of my fingers before my golf trip, and I'm not going to be able to play. So, well, you already have a one finger that doesn't have a full digit. Two, <laughs> actually, one on each hand. One on each hand. <laughs> I do symmetrical in that way. Uh, so finally, he goes, and then another guy comes out to shag, and he gets one. He doesn't catch his first one, so I'm like, all right, I got to get one of these. He hits a rocket, but this time I backed up enough so that I could track it. And I'm like, all right, this is the one. This is the one. Caught it, threw a spiral right back, and ran out. Tarver was like, one and done, one and done. And I was like, that's right. I said, Costanz on, on, on a high note, baby. <laughs> so that was fun. But Cade York kicking the football live and in person is an impressive thing. It is, it is boomed off of his foot. Other than our known commodity super-duper stars, I think the two people that you just mentioned are two most – responsible for the success we have this year take superstars out of it take superstars out of it and what i mean by schwartz is either him or whoever we sign to be that because we have to have that deep gotta have it yep to compete with the Bengals and kansas city and the bills and yes. all of that that what he what we want him to do is necessary yep okay and york absolutely i mean to me that goes without saying like you, you look at a big reason the Bengals did what they did last year was mcpherson yeah. So you've got to have those two things. So take the superstars out of it. That's the two most intriguing uh, players on this roster. I have a question for you both, and and so I won't spoil answer. the exact numbers. We'll leave that for the Browns breakdowns for people to go ahead and, and, and find that out. But Mike Prefer, our special teams coordinator, has the amount of time that he wants it to take from snap to the ball being hit down to a science, and he has a range for it. How big do you think that range is from a snap to a to the ball being hit by the the field goal kicker he has a set time sure. range that he wants that to occur in i would think within like two or three tenths i was of a gonna second. say 2.1 seconds oh not 2.1 seconds the whole operation no the take... range yes and if it took 2.1 seconds it's getting blocked die on the hill <laughs> the range in which he would like this all to happen <laughs> 2.1 second yeah. could be four no hold on let's flush it out yeah gibby you're right it can be Either seven seconds to kick a punt or nine point one, and Priest's happy. That big or, of a window, or because a two point one range, right? No, yeah, no. Are you talking snap? It's got to be. It's a small window. The time the ball snapped to the time that the ball is kicked by the kicker. That does not take seven seconds. No, no, no. Exactly. It's <laughs> my point. But there can't be a range of 2.1 acceptable it's seconds. A, it's a very short amount of time, so the range has you to be 2. small. You have 2.1 seconds. To get it's it military off? military time. No, no, no. We, no. Okay. He's this. No. Anyway. He goes, he'll live in a dire. He's going to die The number is, seconds, is, significant, so. is smaller than 2.1 seconds, which your range, I guess you're saying if it happens from 0 to 2.1, he'd be happy. Yeah. No. His specific range is five one hundredths of a come second. on i went two tenths i thought that would be pretty tight so he wants it that precise 
within five one hundredths. I'm clearly of a not going to be on yeah. the special teams unit anytime soon. It's no, when you know it's funny. I was sitting down there with him, and you know we all watch guys kick field goals. Two point ones of eight. Just put that on a T-shirt. Yeah. Two point one. Your sweatshirt right there. Peepaw. Peepaw. Two point one. Peepaw. Two point one. <laughs> um, the so you watch a field goal get kicked, right? Any of us? I have, yeah, I've seen one. So we pay attention to the snap, we pay attention to the hold, and then the kick, and then ultimately you're deciding if it was well done operation based on if it the kick is good or not. Sure. Which ultimately is a great way to judge if yeah. if it worked. But the nuance in. For example, Charlie Hewlett, who, who Preef said is absolutely one of the best long snappers in the league. And he said, I think we should get him up here because I, I think we can have a fun discussion with him about this. But that the fact that right now we have two punters here and that Joe's arms are longer than Corey's means that he actually, just because his arms are longer, he'll catch the ball at a different spot than Corey just naturally. Okay. And so that's an adjustment that Charlie has to make in how he gets the laces back. Because the goals for the laces come back in the exact same way every time. They only catch the top third of the ball, which is a thing I never even thought about. They were only allowed to catch the top third of the ball. And then they put it down and give the slight tilt. And now each kicker likes to tilt it a little bit differently. Yeah. That's literally, that's it. And you can have the most minimal pressure on the ball. Now, you wouldn't think where the guy who's holding the kick, where his feet are, would matter. No, I don't know. I wouldn't. But they do because you he was Corey would come from the Packers, had his foot in one position, but pre thought that was too close to the ball and thus could be distracting. So now he's doing it with his foot back. The timing of it with the steps and this, that, what like all of the things that go into actually this one little bit of an operation that he would like to have transpire within five one hundredths of a second consistently is in, it's amazing. I was blown away by just all the technical aspects of it. None of that surprised me with Preef. The, no. the, the uh, margin is, is stunning, how tight that <laughs> is, obviously. And obviously, Gibby completely stunned with, with his estimation on what that would be. Um, let me ask you this. Have you ever had to hold for kicks in your life at any point? Yeah, and I was terrified. Yeah. So, I played quarterback, and so I always, they always wanted a quarterback to hold. That was back in the days where you play quarterback, you hold kicks. Yeah, right. There, are nothing, there was nothing I hated more than holding for kicks. I felt like I was always going to get my – fingers kicked off always by the kicker always um in fact by the time i got to my senior year i hated it so bad and i had enough power in the organization that i was able to convince my coach not doing only it. going for two to hell with it we go for two always we throw it all the time anyway we're going for two and so that's what we did we went for two because i'm done holding kicks hated it did you ever get kicked oh yeah for sure for sure for sure yes and then sometimes like i remember i got kicked one time and then the next time i like Lift. Yeah, and then the ball's moving. Not good. Not good. You got to yo, you got to do it. I no, uh-uh. Nope. Nope. No thanks. How many times do you think it would how long do you think it would take What do you think is the thing that would take you longest to be able to execute? The snap to the holder, the holding of an NFL snap or the kicking it in from a from a very short distance, let's say. Oh, okay. Probably holding it the way they would want it. Getting the hold, catching it, putting down with the laces out in the perfect lean and the perfect amount of I agree with you. Time. Like, I think, like, on a 25-yard field goal, I, I could, eventually, I could, kick I could it through. eventually could kick yeah. that. The snap, I think I could eventually – never not at an NFL level, but I could get it back there. Sure. But I don't know that I could ever get the hold right. I think I'm not worried about time. the catch of the hold. I feel like I'd be good at catching the hold. It's just getting it down and, and doing it the way yeah. they want it to do – with the, the specificity that Preef would demand out of me as a holder. Preef would be yelling at us a lot. A lot.
Yeah, he'd be yelling. I don't, and I don't want that. I he wouldn't be happy with us, us monkeying around either. He would have he no tell time a, for our tomfoolery. He told a cool story, though. Listen to this. So when you talk about what we're talking, why does he have such a narrow range on that? Well, if it's longer than that, he feels like the kick could get blocked off the edge. If it's shorter than that, you're asking the kicker to rush too much. So this was, I thought, a pretty crazy story. Right. I want to get the I want to get the stats out right because I thought this was these are the kind of cool things when you get a chance to sit down with these guys that you can learn and stuff that you didn't know. So Preef at the time is the special teams coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings, which is where he was before he came and and joined uh, Kevin Stefanski's staff and, and the Cleveland Browns here, and he was scouting in college a kicker by the name of Blair Walsh. Yeah, familiar, yeah. Blair Walsh, in his last year at the University of Georgia, made 60% of his kicks. Okay. 60%. Yeah. That's not good. No, not. And yet, Preef scouted him. Preef got down there with him and was like, loved the kid, thought that he was an, an immense talent, and in fact convinced – the Vikings organization, he's not taking credit for this, but along with the scouts, everybody came to the the decision that they would, in fact, not only bring Blair Walsh in as a as an undrafted free agent, right, and give yep. him up to him. They drafted him in the sixth round. He was kicking his field goals at Georgia. They wanted him, that whole operation that we talked about, to be at 1.1 seconds or less. Okay. Preef is obviously higher than that. And he was like, he's just rushing. Like, nobody, you can't, it can't happen that fast. Yeah. So he's rushing, and that's why I think he's inaccurate. If we can slow him down into the proper range, he's going to be good. Blair Walsh comes in as a rookie, goes 35 of 38, including 10 of 10 from 50-plus yards. He set an NFL record for making 12 straight 50-yard field goals to start his career. He's a pro bowler in his rookie year, and it ended up being his best season. But. The, the timing and him being able to see that and a guy who had kicked, made 60% of his kicks in college and that if they could just get him on the right pace, he would become good. And he goes to a Pro Bowl as a rookie is, to me, insane. Yeah, that is. But I think what you see is, like, I think a lot of times the common fan will look at special teams coordinator or something like that and be like, oh, what's he doing? I mean, you're kicking, you're punting. Like, no, no, no. This is science. That's what you just outlined. Like, this is science that Preef is working on. And it's oh. years that he's been and there's working a lot on of, this. And there's – yeah. A lot of data, hang time. A ton of data. Yeah, it's good. Very, very good. Three things. When is Three that dropping? That matter. T-E-A. Time. Time. Timing. Elevation. Accuracy. If you have all three of those, you're going to be pretty good. You're crushing it at that point. That's right. It's a mailbag day. Uh, tweet your questions to us at Browns underscore daily. Use the hashtag AskCBD. We'll get to as many as we can. We will do that around 2.30 today. Yes, sir? We have a... We, the Menudo man has maybe the best ass CBD question of all time. Bold, because Bobby hasn't even engaged yet. No, but this, oh, he did six hours ago. He Bobby's already been slinging questions at us. Bobby's a legend, and I I don't mean that with any disrespect. From a non-Bobby Meckling standpoint, this is one of the best questions, and it's apropos given the loss that we had today with Ray Liotta, because I didn't. When I heard that, I had one thought in my mind. Same. Yeah, so it the wasn't man. the same. I can yeah. tell you that. All right, we will uh, we will get to all of that. And remember, on Cleveland Browns Daily, all of the pieces matter. Did your thought Did your thought have Kaza Beach in it? Because that's what mine did. Yes, of course, it's in the scene. Of course, I'm sure that we're going to get an Instagram live at some point. Well, I want him here. Why would today of all the days where we could do this and make it a reasonable thing to do? 
It's today. I feel like there would be an overselling of the relationship. Epically, which Epically. would be great. I don't know that. Don, I think it's too close. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Yeah. Tomorrow then. Yeah. Tuesday. Tomorrow's show. Tuesday. We'll do it on tomorrow's show. We'll do it on tomorrow's show. Yeah. Gibby. Miss a day. Miss a lot. Gibby. I will. I will. I will tape that whenever tomorrow. To whenever that happens. We'll we'll do that. Show. You'll skip the Brylo yeah. to get there and make it happen. Uh, we'll have some fun along the way, as you can probably tell. We'll go around the league coming up next. We're off and running. Cleveland Browns Daily 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Truck or motorcycle accident cause you injury. Call the injury lawyers at Wayne or Elk, Ohio for a free case review. Elk and Elk is a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. Uh, all right, lots to get to here. I don't even know. I have not heard this. So this is Steve Smith. All that Gibby has in the prep is lying or telling the truth. That's yeah, it. I don't have great. context. I have not seen this. Go ahead and play it. Guess what, folks? I hate to break it to you, but it's official. Agent 89 now. Is part of the coaching staff for the New York Giants. Sorry, just wanted to let you know. Breaking news myself. Rap sheet, Adam Scheffner, you don't need it. Scoop is here. Was that an Adam Schneffner? Adam Scheffner. Who's Adam Scheffner? Who's Adam Schneffner? Adam Scheffner. Swimmy, Swami, Samsonite? Samsonite. Ah, oh, was way off. Um, I'll tell you what. Uh, do I think he's lying or telling the truth? He could be telling the truth. Is he landing anything else? Um, <laughs> so I think Steve might think one thing, and the Giants might think another. The Giants went out of their way to hastily, <laughs> hastily rebuke the report. Look at this. Oh, he's bad. We were just talking about you. We were just talking about you. The, the white. The white. That's right. Oh, that was a nod. Oh, he knows. He knows what's going on. White. He knows what's going on. Yeah, look. Yeah, he knows. White. Oh, a brotherhood yes, is developing. Yes, that's right. A brotherhood is developing. Indeed. There was a, there was a there was a nod and a a little bit of a heart pump. I got you. You guys bonded. I like it. It's full circle. You know, sometimes if you think about this, and this is I don't want to blow anybody's mind here, so sit down if you're standing. But if if I'm here. Yeah, and Brad's here, and we began close. Sure, and then we were so disgusted with each other, or in this case, I was just so disgusted with him. Hurt. I was going to say he's Hurt. not disgusted yeah. with Hurt. anything. That I Hurt. ran away from him, directly sure. away from him, in a straight line. Okay, that you're and I'm still way, running. Go ahead. Yep. And I'm still running. This is me circling the globe. I'm still running away from. Still Brad running away. Away. And then all of a away. sudden, all of a sudden, now I've run right back next. I, to I him. thought you were going to do one of these that you both. Oh, oh, oh. it was a shared moment. And you came yeah. back together. I will say this one. I do this one here. Hard angle on the left index. <laughs> Is that the one where you're missing the digit? Yeah, take a look at this. 
Yeah, that ain't great. That, that guy's it's hanging a Louie. It really is. <laughs> it's really hanging a Louie. It's an aggressive left. <laughs> Certainly is. So the Giants say no, no dice. So the Giants say Brian Dable and Steve Smith walking out the practice field. Smith is shooting some video. Team says he is not actually joining the coaching staff. So they wanted that out there rather quickly from Dan Dugan. <laughs> I'd sent this to the Hoff. I said, I can you believe this? And the Hoff couldn't believe it. And it turns out there's no reason to believe it. No reason to. Is That's Steve right. still with NFL Network? Yes. He was on uh, draft weekend. He was doing a few things. Yeah, but that seems to be kind of the end. Like a lot of the a lot of the people you're familiar with were through the draft and then they've they've had a little bit of a shuffling there. Kay went through the draft. Totally and destroyed and then... a perfectly good show. And won the Emmy. Yeah, it did. And yeah. won the Emmy. Do you think that's? Do you think she wanted more? I wonder what happened there. That that was a show that was that's pretty remarkable to win an Emmy on that show. Was that best daily studio show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. big. That's big time. Big, yeah, big time. By the way, Nick yes, had his media Next. availability. Huh? Oh, I thought you were going to ask if I had Emmys. I said, yeah, I have a couple. Multiple. Next. Multiple. What else would you yeah. like to know? The not me. To? Thanks a lot, new Rob. New Rob. <laughs> <laughs> How does he not take care of you? It's ridiculous. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. How many you got, Bo? Two more than Drew? Drew's on a nothing, too? No way. Drew's definitely been He's on the, some. building the Browns ones. I don't think sure. so. Yes. 100%. He was left out? No way. Amazing if he was left out. Not a chance. Not a chance. He's got him. I don't know about that. No wonder he likes Rip. Bring him in here. Yeah, for sure he is. Summon him. Stevie! Go ah! get Drew. Can't wait to get a Stevie. Yeah, how close can we, are we agree What's... that even if it's even if it's a girl that it's Stevie, no matter what it's Stevie. Yeah, that's what I feel like. No matter what, Stevie, Stevie. can there Stevie are... Nicks. Stevie Nicks. I was say yeah, no doubt. Incredible vocalist. Gibbe, how close are we? I have a meeting at three o'clock. Boy, she get the pipes. Oh man, yeah, the pipes electric. Absolutely, absolutely. I feel like Zaga would have been a big fan. Yeah, feels like that would have been. Zago is a huge fan. Stevie Nicks and also uh, the actress who played La Femme Nikita was featured prominently around their home. Turns out my dad's also a big fan. Oh, yeah, they're like signed pictures. That was like, I, what? I was a great memorabilia guy. So once I knew that Zago had a great affinity for La Femme Nikita, the original, uh, I, yeah, I got him a bunch of stuff. It was all, all around Sesame. Like the movie or? No, the, the TV show, the series. <laughs> oh, God. You did? Oh, yeah. What was her name? I did not have that. Petta Wilson? That just sure. popped into my head. I think that's right. Is that you right? Might be on it. I don't know. I, I haven't. If that is, I'm going to be really It proud. is Petta Wilson, yeah. Like I said. What a job. Next. What a job out of you. Yeah. Um, Drew has one. Yeah, I of knew course. It. Yeah, of course. Well, I, I thought he was getting shortchanged. Probably I still has. Some... He probably ought to have a half dozen. The Ravens have signed Brett Hundley. Still nothing out of the Lamar Jackson camp. The Raiders worked out. What did he? What did you get back? Drew says I have. We all won one minus Zagura last year, which is nonsense. Like you won it. You of did, course. They just didn't let you know or didn't put your they name didn't put on it. They put my name on it, which is shameful. And then they put. They didn't put my name on it, and then they also put the one thing that like was my vehicle that would have won. In the and it was me against us against building the Browns. They we fought each other. You cannibalized. Yes. Sad. Ridiculous. Hate to see it. Hate to see it. And one of the Billy, the Billing Browns episodes that won the Emmy was the one that I was on talking about like what we do, radio, road trips, and all that. I was like featured heavily in it, which is hurtful to say the least. Quite, quite. Yeah. 
Uh, the Rangers worked out Colin Kaepernick reportedly yesterday. Yeah. So we have that going on. He has not played in the league since 2016. It's wild. I mean, so they would have they, he would replace Mariota behind Carr. I guess is the thought. Yeah. It's been a long time since he's played. A very long time. It's been a very long time since he was really good. And he was really, really good. Yeah. That year they went to the Super Bowl, he was really, really good. And he got hurt. If Harbaugh didn't call a timeout on that play that yeah. was run, he runs it in and they win the game. Yeah. Yeah. I won't forgive him for that one. My dad's still upset about that. Oh, by the way, speaking of, sure. I got a great Pedro update. So we've all, seen, we've all seen what's going on with uh, Javon Kinlaw. No, I have not. Whoa. And a lot of a ton of 49ers players have come to his defense. So I want to say the kid, the guy's name is – let's see if I just – I bet if I just put in Javon Kinlaw right now, it'll come up Who with the name of the guy that he got after. Grant Cohn. Okay. Who was the son of a very famous journalist out in the Bay Area, and he now covers the Niners. And I can tell you my dad is not a fan of his. Uh, he takes a lot of shots at the players. My dad's like, this is again. <laughs> very much my dad. <laughs> I think my dad called him an entitled millennial followed by a bunch of things that I'm not able to say on this radio program. Absolutely no surprise at that tone being taken yes, from Pedro. None. Like none. a total very get off the brand. lot. Yeah. Yes, very So, brand. But apparently he's very critical of players, and the players don't <laughs> like him. Like even Raheem Mostert, who's moved on now to the Dolphins, came to Kinlaw's defense about him. Tons of the, of the Niners players have, have actually come to his defense. And so what happened was the guy was at a practice – Kinlaw saw him. He's been saying a bunch of stuff about Kinlaw. And in fact, he made a joke about it. I wonder why he came and did, you know, these things, which is he came over, he knocked the guy's cap off and then had some words with him. And then he was making up rap songs about him, saying how much he disliked this guy and, and commenting on him. And the guy was saying, I wonder why you would say that. And geez, is it because I said he has an 80-year-old knee? Do I say, do I say he's, a, he's a bust? Did I say he lists all these mean things that he said about Javon Kinlaw? And then Kinlaw goes on this guy's, like, thing and – gives him the business absolutely not playable on the air it would just be beep 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 beep. when you say he goes like on his zoom or on, on his... like a zoom with him yes he is on so a it's zoom. like a zoom like a niner yes. zoom and then ken law goes on the zoom and lights him up lights him up okay and then the guy was saying you know i, I was hoping that he was going to hit me and then i could retire and and I'll t the players are pissed and it's a big thing okay. in the bay area and my dad is fully on the side of Javon Kinlaw, although he did have to work at the end. Yeah, but he hasn't lived up to his expectations, Nate. <laughs> like he still had to take a shot at him at the end, but he's totally team Kinlaw. And my dad coined a new term for this guy that I, uh, again, not for suitable for, for air, but expressing his displeasure with this young man. And he was a big fan of his dad's. And so, of course, it's like, you know, this guy's, he's nothing like his, nothing like his, Nate is nothing like his father. So th this, there, this is some sort of like, this like, is real. Like the Shap family of, of San Francisco, yes. like Dick Jeremy situation. Yes. That's what we're talking about. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's right. But this, I urge you. Little feud. Well, I, I'll, I'll watch it in the break. I, I urge you. Oh, please do. I, I think will. You're gonna, I think you're going to um, enjoy that. Also, uh, big props here to our guy, Zoe, Alonzo Highsmith, going home. 
he was here yeah. and was a, a frequent visitor of and around uh, the radio st- uh, studio here. We a fantastic man to have a cocktail with in Indy. Uh, just the stories from Zoe were incredible. He's been uh, with the Seahawks for the last few years in a scouting executive role after um, after that regime was was uh, was let go. Here he has accepted a position at his alma mater, the University of Miami. The school announced it on Thursday. He's been hired as the Hurricanes' general manager of football operations. To my knowledge, this is the first of this ever done. So a lot of the times there's player personnel guys or there's directors of scouting, all this stuff, sure. recruiting. But a general manager that, from what I can tell, doing the reading on this from uh, the Miami Herald, he is going to kind of walk hand in hand with the head coach, Mario Cristobal, almost like as a 1A to Cristobal in terms of the face of the program. Yes. This has never happened. Before. There's no other example of this in college So football. do you read it as he is going to be a part of their running it in some ways like an NFL yes. organization that he's going to be evaluating the high school talent and then be a big face of the recruitment? He's going to be a face of the recruitment, yes. He's going to be probably a liaison between the name, image, and likeness collectives and the players. He'll be the go-between that, that gets that stuff done. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it will be a very – they're tr- trying to build kind of an NFL front office. That's what I'm saying. In, in my, at the University of Miami. And, again, to my knowledge, I don't know of any other situation like this where there is someone of this stature in this type of role. Typically, you know, this is a role where young guys grow into it. That's what happened. Mark Pantone does it at Ohio State. He's tremendous. Um, but he's not somebody who was an NFL executive for 20 years either. So right. it's very, very different with the University of Miami. And honestly, it feels perfect for Zoe, like the perfect way for him Doesn't to close it? at his career. Yeah. The one thing Doesn't I'll say it? about the U, though, is is right now they have a bunch of money coming in through uh, university medicals centers down the University of Miami Medical Center that they've they've untapped that, so that's allowing for a lot of things that are happening down there. But they still have what I think by the time we're all said and done, a 50 or $60 million deficit by being in the ACC versus the SEC or the Big totally. Ten. Those two conferences, by the time their new con- contracts are done, are going to reap every member in those, institu- in those conferences is going to reap between 85 and $100 million a year. The ACC schools are between 25 and 30 How million. close How are we? How can you ever? How close are we to having one – Having an SEC super board, there's one conference in football, and it is the SEC. That's it. Oh, they would do that now. They're, they have their meetings next week in Destin, and among the things that they are, they're saying the quiet part out loud. They're saying we're looking into an all SEC. Ohio State. Ch- no, no, no. They don't need. No, no, no. They don't even want them to join. I'm talking like one. They don't need them. They'll do it without them. Yep. They don't need them. I think that would be. That's what they need. You need to get. They don't view it that way. You were down there. You know the people down there. They don't care. They would view it as this is the best of the best. We know it. The champion of this Ohio is the champion. Ohio State is, is that good, though. You and I know that, but that's a rational conversation. Yeah. Like, honestly, the SEC, they would be throwing Ohio State an olive branch to bring them in. No they don't, doubt. They don't need them. No. And right now, Ohio State doesn't need them either because the Big Ten TV money is going to be right there with the SEC by the time it's all said and done. Um, but, no, I mean, the SEC is saying that out loud now. They added Oklahoma and Texas. I mean, they've got. In terms of the most important brands so in college if football, they've got down there. Why don't you take get Clemson and get Miami? Well, because you don't need them. You could add them. I mean, you, obviously, Clemson would love to do it. Miami would love to do it. Florida State, Florida State. would love to do yeah, it. Those, those would be the three. Those are the three. But the SEC doesn't need any of them. Here's the University the of Florida doesn't want Miami and Florida State in their conference. South Carolina doesn't want Clemson in the conference. I think Miami, given the history of that program and the NIL world, has an opportunity to buy itself back to prominence and then become a very cool place to go again, and that's a team that you would want in your conference. But without you making it so by giving them the money, they can't be. So yeah. they're not a threat until they get the money. Yeah. 
Like they're just not. There's only so much booster money you can cobble together. The television money is such a. It's such an. It's it's the opposite of an equalizer. It's so disproportionate, and it's not something that you can overcome. I mean, it's very likely the University of Kentucky will be a better football program than Florida State or Miami in the next five to ten years because of this. That's real. Like that's a basketball school, but they're going to be one of the best football programs in the South in the in the country in the next five to ten years. And they'll be better than those two just because they're going to have an excess of $60 million a year in television that Miami and Florida State won't have. Clemson yeah. won't have. Yeah. You can't come up with that every year. An extra $70 million, You know? Can't so do it. So if I'm them, why would they not try to merge with the Big Ten and make well, a that's super what, conference? This is what my proposal is. My proposal for the Big Ten would be go, ultra, go be big. Go to 24 Go get USC and Oregon and yep. Miami and Clemson and Florida State and go poach every – go get Kansas Notre for basketball, Dame. get Notre Dame, force Notre Dame's hand. Notre Dame's never been more vulnerable than they are right now. Get – there's probably three or four more on the West Coast, whether it's Washington or UCLA, Arizona State, whatever. Pick them. Pick six of them. But get to 24 and be a true national conference. That's what I – that's the only way to combat what's happened in the SEC. That's it. Wild. That's where we're at, brother. All right. Much more. In fact, a whole hour and 50. Get your Ask CBD questions in, by the way. Uh, we'll get to those at 2.30. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 8.50 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 8.50 ESPN Cleveland. Bo here for my friends at Indy East 4th. Very excited to be part of that story of East 4th Street. Indy brings a music-themed atmosphere with Southern Comfort Cuisine and cocktails that are crafted and made to order at East 4th Street. Indy, a big big announcement. We have the Cleveland Rooftop Bar. It is Whoa. open. It is the perfect place to celebrate downtown all summer long and brought to you by the owners of Char Whiskey Bar and Grill and Avo Modern Mexican. You can learn more at Indy East 4th on social. Uh, all right, so this was pretty interesting. This is from Greg Rosenthal, NFL.com. Yeah, all stuff. AFC North projected starters, and it makes a lot of sense, and you see the amount of talent that is currently in the division. We thought what we would do is do an all AFC North preseason offense. Yep. So you've had a little bit of a head start on me on this. So yes. uh, let's let's start with uh, let, let's do the offense. We'll do the defense coming up in a second. Who is your all AFC North preseason quarterback? Well, I know who it's not, and that's whoever's starting for the Steelers. So then that's, yeah. that's kind of – I eliminate that. Then you have former MVP. You have a guy who just took the team to the Super Bowl, and you've got our guy, Sean Watson. I ultimately went here with Joe Burrow just because we've seen him with the Bengals. We know what he did last year, taking the team to the Super Bowl. So from a preseason standpoint, it's going to be Joe Burrow for me. I think it's the right call. I mean, Deshaun didn't play last year. We know what he was at, at, at his highest end. We expect him to go toe-to-toe with Burrow on anything, but I think Burrow's the right choice. Joe Burrow last year played himself into the upper, upper echelon of NFL players. Yes. It's really that simple. That's That was the level that he played at. Uh, we've seen him now in two seasons there. He came back from injury, erased those doubts, got better as the season went along. He was clutch. He was all those things we know. Running back is, I think, equally as easy, but it's really, really talented. But it's yes. just more to how good Nick is. Yeah, it's, listen, This is you got Joe Mixon with the Bengals. You have Najee Harris with the Steelers. You got J.K. Dobbins back from injury but didn't play last year. I mean, it's really Nick Chen. You have Kareem Hunt. I mean, Kareem Hunt. Is this the best running back division in football by a decent margin? Najee, Mixon, Chubb, Kareem, Dobbins? Okay, the a NFC North would have Dalvin Cook. But nobody in the Bears. Dave Montgomery's pretty good. 
Yeah. He was pretty good last year. But he's not on this level. No, but I mean, he probably, I bet I would venture to say he produced at around statistically Najee Harris last statistically, year. Statistically, but yeah. like Nick Chubb. And then you've got the two would, Green Bay guys. I think he'd be number six if you compared him to the running backs Tavarian, in the AFC. I agree North. with Gibby on this. I think he would, I don't think he's better than Dobbins. And Dobbins is fifth on my list. All right. Then AFC West, no. AFC South, no. AFC There's no way. East, this is the no. one. This is it. I mean, there's no way. There's nobody else that's got this. No, it probably I probably am right though that it probably would. probably would be the North second. I don't yeah, know. It second. could be the AFC South because you've got what's his face in Tennessee and uh, Henry back in uh, Indy. And yeah, Taylor. Taylor. Yeah, Travis Etienne, but we don't know what he's going to be along with right. James Robinson. And then you've got for the Texans. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> yeah, you Duke Johnson still you're playing running. Who's back. there? Might be me. Who knows? All yeah. right, David. Michael. No, this is yeah. it. No, you've right. got because you, right. you've got you're talking fair, about fair. You got like five guys here who, oh, who would studs. be first team All Pro have that type of talent. Yeah, Najee's a stud. Stud. Yeah. So yep. yeah. All but right. Nick, so Nick, Nick, Nick wins that. In this case, he's the valedictorian of MIT. All right. So receivers, we did three of them. Three. Jamar Chase, automatic. I got our guy, Amari. Yeah. And then okay. I went Deontay. Deontay Johnson. Johnson. Same. Yeah. So T Higgins, I think, absolutely could be in the conversation. Like Agreed. If, if we were going for, and you could make the case that. You know, because he's did it last year in our in our division that you could give him the nod over Amari last year. Seventy four catches, thousand ninety one yards, six touchdowns, and he's six four. But I like our guy Amari. But that again, pretty solid, solid trio there. Yeah, very very good. Yeah. So to tight end we go easy, easy. Mark easy, Andrews, Mark Andrews, that's easy. I mean, that's a pretty good that's group. A really good group. Those three receivers, yep. Burrow and and Andrews. Yep. Yeah, that's very very good. Who do you got at left tackle? Ronnie Stanley. Yeah, that's the one. From Baltimore. From Baltimore at left yep. tackle. Yep. Uh, left guard is our guy. Our guy, Batonio. Center? Uh, I went with, and and again, this is preseason all AFC North. I like Nick Harris. I don't know that I could give it to Nick Harris. Ted Karras, I also like him, but as it says right here in Rosenthal, he's not a necessarily a high-end starter. Uh, Mason Cole from the Steelers, no thanks. You're headed the right way. I and then I'm the right going to go. I, I'm, I actually starred Tyler Linderbaum, Linderbaum, who was the rookie first-round pick, right? End of the first round? You have that right. He was as dominant as anybody in college football on the offensive line last year. It's Iowa, where all they do is produce offensive line talent. I think you're doing that right. I think that's, that that's the appropriate That's center. who I had. Yeah. Yep. And then right guard is our guy, Easy. Wyatt Teller. Right tackle, it's if a Jack Conklin's Jack, right? healthy, that's who I gave it to. But if not, then Lel Collins would so, be the would be the right would be the next one. So not being biased, and I really don't think we were in this. It's kind of amazing. So that we've got two Bengals, three Ravens, one Steeler, and five of our guys, and I really don't think we're forcing that. Yeah, the only thing would be Collins versus uh, Conklin. Conklin. We Conklin still would have four, Collins, but you still would have four, which would be the most. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I don't know that you can argue. You can't argue the two guards. You can't argue Nick Chubb. As good as the other running backs are, Nick's on another level. And then, I mean, I guess you can do the you could do the Higgins, Amari thing if you wanted to. And and but um, I don't know. He, Amari's a one. I mean, he's a one. I mean, it's he's damn good. Yeah. So, yeah. I think what's remarkable, and we'll do the defense here coming up uh, at the top of the hour. But um, I think what's pretty remarkable is is the overall talent. The only division I think that's in this vicinity is the AFC West, obviously, and it's probably better. Yeah. Uh, but the quarterback play, I mean, this quarterback play is really, really good. They just don't have, in the AFC West, Carr is the worst of the punch, and he's really good. He's really good. Yeah, and the others are Herbert Mahomes, Russ. 
pretty good. I think we could be saying pretty, honestly, pretty I'm gonna give you a hot take right now. By the end of this year, we could say that Russ is the worst division in that in that quarterback in that division. You know, it's interesting on him because I I kind of I think sometimes because you don't see Seattle play all the time, they're almost always in the four o'clock window, um, and especially last year as they struggled. I think a lot of us remember Russ at his best. He started that year a couple of years ago. Remember, he was like had more incompletions than Atlanta. Yeah, and he lit him up. He lit yeah. up for like the first month of the season. He was going to let Russ cook and win the MVP and all that. That was two years ago. And then last year he was pretty middling. And they have a – they had a – it's funny. Like they had Metcalf and Lockett. Like they had a lot of weapons, a lot of weapons, and didn't really do much. So you may be on to something in terms, of, in terms well, of that. And you just think about the fact that Carr is going to be throwing the ball to Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, and Darren Waller. Yeah. Pretty good. That's pretty good. Now, not to say that – and look, the truth is now we really don't know what's going to happen in Denver. Like, we, you don't know what's going to happen with Jerry Judy. No, you don't. No. At this point. So – and they traded off Noah Fant. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. Russ last year, 65% completions, which was his lowest since 2017. 3,113 yards, which was the lowest of his entire career. 25 touchdowns, which was the third lowest of his career. Only six interceptions because he's very good that way. Um, he takes he took a lot of bad sacks last year. Yards per attempt, 78 standard for his career. Quarterback rating, 103, actually standard for his career. I mean, he's really good. Yeah. He's really good. Yeah, that division's just ultra, ultra good. Yes. Um, all right. There's a lot of bad advice out there about gambling. Secret methods to picking lottery numbers to betting big when you're on a roll. The miss can lose you money, get you in a lot of trouble. So before you wager, find out what's real and what isn't at keepitfunohio.com. The exercise we just did, though, to your point of five guys off of our offense four and a half depending on the jack situation sure it speaks to the amount of talent on this roster yeah it's a ton even in a loaded division it's a ton there are some questions you need chief you know you want to get back you want to get in the mark andrews conversation chief needs to take a leap and sure. you have you have big questions at receiver opposite amari those are i mean I, we like those guys we like bell we like dpj uh like schwartz but they got to they've got to ascend sure. to keep pace because this this Bengals. Burrow, Mixon, Chase, Higgins, Boyd is a full day. Oh, yeah. That's a full day. It is interesting, though, that they put a lot of resources into their offensive line, and yet the only one that was in consideration for all AFC North preseason would be Lyle Collins. I think it's just because of how bad they were. Yeah. Like, they're still – these improvements get them out of the cellar, and they would have been completely And I tried to cellar. be realistic on RD, and I think RD is going to end up with – if not more than anybody else, as many as anybody else. Well, we'll get to that coming up next. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Rumpke Waste Recycling, family-owned and operated. Whether you join them as a customer or as an employee, you'll become part of the family. Visit Rumpke.com to learn more. So we did the starting all-AFC North preseason offensive team, and now let's do the all-AFC North preseason defensive team. Let's start on the defensive front. Your, your breakdown here was three edges. So I did three edges and two interior guys. We're really good on the defensive line in the AFC. It is very good. I think the edges were very easy. Miles, Watt, and Trey Hendrickson. I think Trey Hendrickson came to Cincinnati last year and showed that he absolutely deserves to be on the all, you know, AFC. I, I didn't know if that North felt team. like at the time of signing that that was going to be a miss. 
not. Not, though. He is. He was an absolute dude for them. Uh, those three are all very, very easy with, with those three guys being in it. Uh, you think of the guys you're leaving off. Obviously, Jadavian Clowney's being left off of that. Yep. Uh, used to be Jason Owe. Adofe Owe is being left out out of Baltimore. He had a very good rookie year. Calais Campbell, uh, a defensive end uh, in Baltimore as well. Uh, a little bit more on reputation so, than anything else. But And also your 3-4 versus 4-3. So right. that's part of it that's interesting. Did you use Campbell at defensive tackle then? So I use I started him, but he's he was out. I used Cam Hayward at defensive tackle and then DJ Reader from Cincinnati at defensive tackle. Yeah. Yeah, I thought about I thought about Calais here. I have um, Calais. He was initially starred for me, as was Stefan Tuit. And I think a healthy Stefan Tuit would probably be the answer inside next to Cam Hayward. But Cam Re- is a beast. Reader was he- healthy last year and more of a two-down player, which is why I went with the three defensive ends because we would be able to like kick Miles inside and then have Hendricks and TJ Watt, Miles and, and Cam Hayward in passing <laughs> situations, which would feel very scary. Give a... Off the top of your head, how many sacks did Trey Hendrickson have last year? I want to say 11. He's ranked 13, wasn't it, or 14? 14. Yeah. All right. I was close. Close, yeah, absolutely. Definitely close. No, he was a dude, and, and we thought maybe that they – who was the guy we – Carl Lawson. We liked Lawson a lot. They let Loved Car, They let Larson, Lawson And we walk, liked Lawson here. And we liked I, Lawson here. He walked. He gets hurt right away with the Jets. Doesn't play down. Nothing. And then Hendrickson, it felt like it was kind of a panic move. Like they like lost. he was just a guy. Well, he was yeah, he was good in New Orleans, but it was like, boy, yeah. they really overpaid for this guy. They could have just kept Lawson, but it really worked out for him. Yeah, it so, sure did. Yeah. All right, linebacker's tricky. How many did you do here? I think I only have two. And I, I really J- had to work. I had to really work for two. I think JOK is going to be a beast. He's one of mine. So he's one. And then who's the other? Patrick Queen has struggled. <sighs> Shocking. Devin I mean, Bush, I he would you know, amazing. coming back from the injury. I like Devin Bush. Bush was great, but he was. Miles Jack, maybe? <clears throat> Is Miles Jack the answer? Uh, Logan Wilson had four it. picks at some point, you know, for the Bengals last year. I mean, if you were building a team, you would probably, based on last season, like an all-in Devin Bush is pretty good, but you got injuries. So, I, you know, it's probably JOK and Logan Wilson if you were building a team. It yeah. might be Wilson. Okay. As the second linebacker. Okay. Corners, I went with four corners. Um, and I went with R2, Denzel Ward and Greg Newsom, and the Ravens too, Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters. And and Mike uh Mike Hilton is a great nickel corner. Chidobe Awuzie played great for Awuzie was very good for, for Cincy last year. Last year. Yeah. So I think you have the right four. I think it's the right. I four, think though. those are the those are the conversations. Are there? Their two guys are all pro type guys, and, yeah. and Denzel's all pro type guy. And I think Newsom's. I think Newsom is, is good. Is really, really good. Uh, at safety, I went with two. Jesse Bates and Minka Fitzpatrick. And Minka Fitzpatrick. That feels fair. To and me John Johnson would be, I think, the next guy up. He would be, and I think Kyle Hamilton. I cannot believe the Ravens have Kyle Hamilton, mm-hmm. that they somehow stumbled into him. They've got him. I think Grant Delpit's got an opportunity to take a monster step this year. Uh, he looks very good, very in command. I think that's going to be a great thing for the Browns. I'm going to tell you what. You tell me a time when if we would have done this exercise, and I think I have this right, where of the of the 22, or we probably had more like 24-ish, right? Yep. 24 all AFC North preseason, four are Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Johnson, Hayward, Watt, Fitzpatrick. Yep. That's it. That's the list. That's it. And Tua obviously could play himself back yeah. in there, but that's what it feels but like. Nobody right on now. their offensive line. No, I mean they have a lot of. They still. I mean, this is it speaks to the depth of the division. Like Najee's yes. great. 
Uh, Tua could play himself back in. Fryer Jack, Muth. Highsmith, Bush are all really good at linebacker. Yep. They are not good at corner. Um, and and Minka, Minka at safety. And, and Fryermuth could be somebody at tight end, certainly. But for right now, they're not. They're not on it. Um, so you see the amount of what, – what did we end up with us? We ended up with like eight? Four on defense, five on offense, nine. or four and a half on offense. So eight yeah. and a half. Eight or nine. Uh, Cincinnati ends up with like six. six. Yeah. And the Ravens end up with the six. six. So – that's where it is. It also tells you, too, like when you <coughs> – it's funny because when you look at this and, you know, like we put Logan Wilson on kind of at the end. Bates was a no-brainer. Hendrickson was a no-brainer. But really, if, if you have the, the things that mattered the most yep. are quarterback, pass catchers. That's it. Offensively. Yeah, sure. that's it. That's what matters. And they have – the Bengals had great ones. And that's that's can be good enough. So then you get a game wrecker in Hendrickson on defense. Somebody like Bates, who actually was a little down last year compared to what he'd been, but that's what allows for them to get to a Super Bowl. Superior yep. quarterback play and electric offensive output. Yep. Pretty simple. It's a loaded division, man. Loaded, loaded, loaded. loaded. You could take the Burrow, Mixon, Chase, Higgins, and Boyd. Call that you're all AFC North, and you'd be like that's competitive. That's very good. Yeah. Obviously, adding in Amari and Deontay Johnson makes it better, but this is this is a pretty darn good division. And I think what's interesting about doing a study like this is it goes to show once again just kind of the de-emphasis that is being placed on off-ball linebackers, mm -hmm. generally speaking, around the league, um, and that it's much easier to identify. You know, we could have gone and added more corners and more safeties much sure. easier than we could have added more off-ball linebackers. I mean, we're just we're just naming names at linebacker, and we only named two. Yes. I mean, you could even make the case that Anthony Walker should be in there overlooked, that it could be both of our guys, honestly. Yeah. You know. And Pittsburgh's got three of them, but there's questions around all. Yeah. You know, there's questions about all of them. Devin Bush seems to be have the highest ceiling when he's right. Uh, Miles Jack was pretty good in Jacksonville for a while, but I I don't know. It's interesting. This this Steelers roster is just strange. Very strange. And I don't want to, you know, I don't. I hate even saying stuff like that about them because of how good they've been for twenty years, and just that they don't ever have losing seasons. But does this? What is this? Does this look like a five hundred team? They. Kenny Pickett? They are clearly offensive line? on paper the worst team in our division. Will they end up being the worst team in our division? I don't know because they seem to know exactly how to win, and they just do it all the time. They figure they out do. a way every single year. That's I mean, why I hate even saying it out loud. The fact is but they, they made it. Um, didn't they make the playoffs the year that Ben got hurt? Yeah, I think they did. Well, they and they were playing some Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges beat us in Pittsburgh. Duck Hodges, my God, that God was, Almighty, that was a tough one. All right, we'll uh, we'll head to the podium. Anthony Walker Jr. coming up next. Cleveland Browns Daily, eight fifty, ESPN, Cleveland. Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. My friends, the Bath Authority give you that bathroom of your dreams. They can do it for you in about a day. They have the largest selection of bath projects. They're all made in the United States. 
You can change that bathroom of yours from outdated to outstanding. Acrylic tubs, they insulate, keep the heat in. If you need a tub-to-shower conversion, they can help you there. Simply put, Superior Products with expert installers. You can transform it. You can make it like a spa. Let the Bath Authority do it for you in a fraction of the cost of the competitors as well. The Bath Authority is our area's premier bath and shower remodeler. They have expert factory-trained installers. If you give them a call right now, you get 500 bucks up for your next custom bath or shower remodel. The number there is 216-220-8399. Go to thebathauthority.com. Again, 500 bucks off, 216-220-8399. Tell them both sent you. They'll take care of you at the Bath Authority. And now here's Anthony Walker at the podium. Well, your second year, how much more comfortable do you feel? And uh, just from there, how much more comfortable are you? Yeah, um, you know, you go into a new system last year, you kind of, you know, try to, Take it in as a rookie, um, learning a new system, being around new guys, uh, the locker room and everything like that. So obviously going into that second year with a lot of the same faces and a lot of, you know. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you, man. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. All right. You're not going to open it again? No, I'm not. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. That's um, a good guy, man. Appreciate that. Um, yeah, um, I say, uh, yeah, going into that second year, like you said, confidence, um, knowledge of the game, knowledge of the system, um, being able to work well with you know the, the guys in the room and on the defense and stuff like that. So definitely uh, feel more confident and more comfortable going into year two. Can you step playing coming back here, Anthony? A huge role, a huge role. Can you take us through the number change? Yeah, Deshaun said he was coming to Cleveland. I texted him 10 seconds later and said, welcome to Cleveland number four. That was it. <laughs> is that what that gift is, maybe, for the, yeah. for the jersey change? Uh, we'll, we'll keep that on the hush. Yeah, yeah. I saw some, some good nature and trash talk between you guys out yeah. on the field a couple times. What have been your impressions of him as a teammate? Yeah, um, I mean, obviously playing against him when I was in Indy. Um, three out of the four years I was there, playing him six times. Uh, he'll, he won't tell you, but, you know, I, I've won more. <laughs> um, yeah, but going against uh, a competitor, um, a guy that loves the game of football, um, an elite playmaker, elite quarterback. Um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a lot of trash talk um, during OTAs, during mini camp, and also during training camp. But at the end of the day, we're working toward a common goal, and that's uh, being Super Bowl champs at the end of the year. And we're going to push each other to get there. How do you think he's dealing with just all this other stuff that's swirling around him right now? Yeah, I think uh, he does a good job coming in every day and, um, you know, leaving outside, outside, and coming in and focusing on football while he's here. Um, I can't speak on anything else, but. Uh, you know, I know when he's here, he's locked in. Um, you know, happy to be back on the field, happy to have him as our quarterback. So um, he's confident. He looks good throwing the ball. Um, yeah, and I know what he does on game day. So. <laughs> and somebody that's played against him, does he have rust to shake still, or do you think he's already done? Oh, I think we all, we all do. Um, we talked about it yesterday uh, in the locker room after practice. It was like, man, it's, as long as you keep playing football, the day one is still going to be day one. Or, you know, phase three and off-season workouts are still going to be off-season at the end of the day. So. Um, you know, if, I, if anybody feels that they're where they need to be, then uh, <laughs> they probably won't be on this team. So uh, we talk about every day, just getting better, um, understanding that it's a process and, you know, taking it one day at a time. Clowny, Clowny? I texted him about a month ago and uh, he didn't text me back. <laughs> so then I saw him and I was like, I gave him a little look and he gave me a look. And we left it at that. And then I text him after he signed back, and he texted me one thing, Super Bowl. That's it. So um, happy to have him back for sure to answer both questions. What does he do for 
for this defense, you know, especially considering the fact last year he said he felt ahead of the curve mm -hmm. going into the offseason, that he was healthy. Just what does he bring to you guys as a unit? Yeah, another dynamic pass rusher. Um, at the end of the day, that's the game of football. You know, you want to stop the run, get teams in third and long, and you know, or get up, get a big lead and make teams have to throw the ball. And when you have two elite pass rushers on the edge, uh, makes our job a lot easier. So definitely happy to have him and, you know, to go along with Miles. Uh, so a pretty sight to see as a linebacker. <laughs> by the end of the year, you got a lot of new guys on defense, a lot of young guys. Mm -hmm. You have been a vocal leader. Coming back here, what's it, what's it been like early talking to these new guys, talking to these young guys, getting them ready for yeah, no doubt. Um, at the end of the day, you know, I know I was a young guy before and I had guys take me um, under their wing and, you know, educate me and teach me little little game, little uh, knowledge of the game. And, um, you know, I like to do the same thing, pass it forward. So, um, you know, the young guys now just taking it one day at a time. This is a process. And uh, one thing I've always was taught was, you know, every day is a new day. And, you know, it's a football is an everyday job. You know, this is a professional professional job that, you know, you got to take serious every day. And, uh, you know, I think the guys are starting to learn that. Has there been a standout? Any guy that has come up to you looking for advice? Yeah. So I mean, obviously, it's a lot easier. Silas is in my room, but um, I, I love that guy already. Um, he's a very knowledgeable, but also wants to know as well, wants to learn. And uh, he does. he's very fundamentally sound. And, you know, coming in the NFL as a linebacker, that, that's kind of half the battle. And he, he's already got that, that part down. I know it's the end of May, and every year is a new year. Like it's white clean. You guys were playing so well collectively as a unit to end last season. Just how tough will it be for you guys to try and carry that forward and, and, and pick up where you left off, so to speak? Yeah, um, I think at the end of the day, uh, it's not really, like you said, it doesn't really matter what we did last year. Um, it is a clean slate. Um, we got to come out here every day and we got to earn it. And that's uh, starting now in phase three OTAs. Mini camp, training camp, you know, this is when you got to put the work in to be that, that defense. And it does help that, you know, we've been in the system, you know, we've had a lot of guys had success last year, you know, and have the, some of those same guys back. So it doesn't make it easier. It just makes it you know, a little bit more comfortable. And uh, we still got to go out there and earn it every day. You guys don't play a game for another three and a half months. Mm -hmm. Everything out here is analyzed and overanalyzed. No doubt. And, and, and all that kind of stuff. No doubt. It's just the nature of the, of the, the beast. No doubt. Just, I guess, for a player and a veteran player, what is this type time of year like for you in your season preparation? Considering you're not going to play a game that matters mm -hmm. almost four months from now, just what what is this type of year, uh, time of year, I should say, like for you as a veteran? Just how vital is it to that? Preparation? For me, it's just the little things, uh, fundamentals and technique. You know, it's uh, kind of how I treat individual every day. Um, I want to get better at individual drills. I mean, team stuff and seven on seven, all that, you want to get, you know, crisp and all that stuff. But individual is the time right now. You know, you want to hone in on your craft and, you know, because at the end of the day, when the season comes, you don't get as much individual time, you know, to work on your craft and to work on your body and your breaks. And as a linebacker, block shed and stuff like that, you just kind of got to get to the game plan. But this is the time right now where we're able to, you know, work on fundamentals, technique, um, get a lot, get coached up, you know, and it's kind of like I treat it every year like I'm a rookie. You know, I come in every year and I want to attack individual period with my coach. So, you know, I'm getting taught the little things that I, you know, should know already. But again, football is a ever learning process. I want to ask you about Greg because you know him mm -hmm. so well and everything. You've seen him grow here in the, in the year he's been here. Mm -hmm. They have him playing a lot in the slot and they, they seem to think he can do it all. No doubt. 
What do you like about him in that role? What do you think uh, about his skill set makes sense there? Yeah, I think uh, Greg's versatility is one of the number one things that I saw when he was at Northwestern. Obviously, I wasn't there with him, but um, you know, as an alumni, you're watching the tape and you're watching him play, and I'm like, man, who is this kid? You know, being able to you know cover a number one receiver, um, being able to stop the run in the Big Ten, you know, tackle some you know good ball carriers. Um, and I feel like as a nickel, you have to be able to do that. You got to be able to cover really quick slot receivers, sometimes the best receiver on the other team. He can also move outside and do that and also get, get in the run and, you know, tackle. So, um, you know, him being so versatile uh, definitely makes that net nickel position is, you know, one of the, I think that's the hardest position in football, by the way. So um, for him to be able to do that and command it in year two, um, it wouldn't be a surprise to me, but I, I know he can do it. Any tricks for the defense? Uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> hey, when you left here last January, did you think you'd be back or know you'd be back? Uh, I mean, I, I don't really get into that. Uh, for me, I always let my agent handle that stuff. Um, obviously, I love I love being here. I love the team. Um, obviously, the system is, you know, something that I enjoy playing in. Um, so, yeah, it's been, I mean, again, I wanted to be here. Didn't know, you know, how it would play out, but I'm happy I'm here now. You know, I was trying to think. Uh, we saw the. I was trying to think what what the watch was. Because everybody it is keeps a saying yellow a Rolex. Box. But a Rolex is gold, Coach. Or I'm sorry, it's green. It's yeah, a green box. So I, you know, I don't know. Would a Breitling have a yellow box? Would a. I don't a know. Panerai, a paddock. A that Boyer? box was yellow. No, I know. I saw it because yeah. I, I actually went and looked at it. I thought, are we sure it wasn't green? Feels like it would have to be green, but it's but it wasn't. It was it was absolutely yellow. So I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what it could be. Yeah, it could have been, unless it was a custom. Like you buy a Roly, then you take it to a jeweler. He puts some stuff on it, soups it up a little bit, and then brings it back i could see that being the case could it have been like in this scenario where it was like the outer box over that's a that? really light, a light yellow green. like it's, it's a, a light, light light green yeah it's still light green there's no doubt that there's it's a it's, green and it's hue. a and it's a it's a dark green the actual box is a right. dark green right so all right we have a uh, little uh, little mailbag for you a little last cbd mailbag for the kids that's a rolex box that is a gold maybe yeah. maybe SCBD coming up next. Cleveland Brass Daily 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Your business is shopping for an enterprise operating systems partner, but you don't know where to begin. Well, I do, and they're my friends at EOX Vantage. They're data scientists, business operations experts. Your EOX Vantage team not only builds and installs your system, they act as your ongoing tech support. So you're hiring a continuous improvement and support system. EOX Vantage is not tied to any single brand or hardware or software, so you're getting a truly customized, purpose-built solution along with a partner that answers only to you. And EOX Vantage does not outsource. All the operational expertise, proprietary solutions, and tech support come from one unified partner. See how companies have profited from hiring one fully objective operating systems partner at EOXVantage.com. Com. Time for a little mailbag. Hello, Gibby. Gentlemen. Go. Little Thursday. Yes. That's right. Little getaway. Day Give Thursday. Three pages of questions can I interest you Jeez. in. Jeez. Coming in hot and heavy. Back like 
Meckling has his share. Yes, he does. But there, are, there are a few others hey, as well. Bubby. Hey. Is there a single Got French? A if you, that's right. If you have a friend named Bobby, you have to say that. Uh, hey, Bobby. Hey, Bobby. I don't even know where that's from. I just think I don't it's know. Gorgeous. It's great. It's fantastic. <laughs> I think I'm going to start calling one of the boys Bobby. Bobby. Call Bobby Cart. Hey, Bobby. Every time you see Bobby I Cart. will say that to Bobby Cart. Next hey, Bobby. Time I see hey, Bobby. Junior. Yeah. Don't forget the junior. She's no. quickly. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> this is quite he is the... having... He's, he's going to cause around. His, his physical strain. That's going to. He monitors. Yeah, watch his... the steps. Be watch your physical strain. Careful. Yeah, watch it. Watch it. I'm going to text him. I'm celebrating careful. behind you. Yeah. Be careful. Can't have an Achilles. Can't lose an Achilles with that type of speed walking. Love it. Just fantastic. He's having too much fun. He is. <laughs> Maybe it's a getaway day for him, too. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. You can tweet your questions to the show at Browns underscore daily using the hashtag AskCBD. Yep. Mel Kuyper Jr. Oh. Junior. 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 Got a question for Ask CBD. Toasted PBJs, where do you stand? Elite or meh? Have a good long weekend, gentlemen. Toasted peanut butter I, and jelly? I'm familiar with it. I think the only way to do a peanut butter and jelly is as follows. Bread, toaster, butter, peanut butter on both pieces. What? Jam in the middle. Yeah. Where in the heck does the butter second. come from? Yep. No, the butter's a must. That's a game changer. On a, on a PBJ? Yes. So you For butter sure. the bread and toast you it. You butter the toasted bread. Then you put the peanut butter on the the um, the holes in the bread. The nooks. The nooks. The crannies. Are, the crannies are now filled with a buttery, peanut buttery goo. And then you put the jelly on top of that or the jam. And away you go. When's the last time you had this? I make it for Bootsy every once in a while. The bold. I'll do it. I'll tell you what else I'll do. I'll do it uh, the King style, Elvis Presley. I'll go with a slice of some, some bananas. So I'll toast it, butter, peanut butter, a little bit of honey, slice bananas. That's good. Suck that down, Bootsy. Yeah, that's good. Loves I, it. I'd be the healthiest can. thing he eats that week. I don't know that when <laughs> the sure. last time was that I enjoyed a, a peanut butter jelly myself. And when my kids, who are now older than Bootsy, obviously, and even when they were younger, if they were enjoying a peanut butter and jelly, it was an Uncrustable. And it was just very convenient. Yeah, people, I think Uncrustables are hard to beat. Didn't the guys down at Smuckers, like, they opened an entire thing just to make Uncrustables? Yes. Because of their popularity? I'm pretty yeah, sure yeah, that's they, true. They're we have it. a box in our yeah. freezer. Yeah, they're Don't, yeah. wildly popular. I believe But the, the point of the toasted peanut butter and jelly is then you get the melted peanut butter. That's If I'm going to have that, it's like, it's nice, got to be uh, perfect. It's a nice snack. I, don't, I, yeah. I can honestly say, and perhaps this was my parents doing me a disservice, I never have had a toast. I've never even heard of it, never have had it. Never even seen. So it. you just take dry, just the normal bread, and then put it on there, and that's I mean, it. A You've long never... time ago, and I, oh, and I would be giving mine on wheat bread, wheat. a wheat. Bread. All you wanted I was like a nice a Italian wheat. That's yeah, all you wanted. Wheat, little wheat bread for. That's me. all you wanted. Nice white bread. Now I'll tell you what. When you have transformative turkey, I'll we'll, I'll do that as an appetizer. Okay. Toasted right. PB and J as an appetizer. Uh, dude, it's dessert. It is dessert. Yeah, of course well, it is for dessert. Yeah. Um, what's your take on peanut butter, chunky or smooth? I don't have. I don't. I think they're both great independently. I, I like wrong. Them both. I don't Smooth. have a preference. Yeah, I, I think they're both great. It depends What's wrong on what with I'm a in the mood. Crunch. I do. Well, this is where my crunch comes from. Bread. So you have to like peanut butter. Watch. A layer of nacho cheese Doritos, or Fritos, jam, bread. 
You get your chips. You get your sandwich. Complete. Why? Why? What does that have to do with peanut butter and jelly? What are you talking about? That's the ultimate peanut butter and jelly sandwich. No, it is if not. You want, if you need to no, crunch that. By the way, that's for the record, you just you just were blown away by the fact that I put butter before the peanut butter. And guess what? And you just put nacho cheese chips in the middle of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It says or butter fritos. in peanut or butter. Or, oh, my God. Oh the my second God, word of peanut butter is, is, is butter. butter. It's in the word. Which is why Shaq, when he was on Curb Your Enthusiasm with Larry, was trying to use it as a, a dairy. Peanut butter. 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 <laughs> my buddy says I've been known to make the toasted PB uh, sandwich with fresh black raspberries. That's fine. All of that. that oh, that's good. All of that makes sense. All Jade's of with me, fine. by the way. She's with me. Jade's with me. Yes, of course she is. Yeah. What is not acceptable is this a notion of introduced No, I don't know why the peanut I don't know why you put a nacho. Like there's a lot of things you could have put on it. Like you even hypothesized to me maybe he puts he's going to put a you go he's going to put a pretzel. I thought you put a pretzel cuz at least it's like, like pretzels it's and peanut butter mix. make sense. It's in the mix. Oh no, I got to have a little bag of chips. But I put some chips on the sandwich. Why? It's the nacho cheese that's what? the issue. The flavor. What's wrong with the nacho cheese? What's How do you have to do with peanut butter and jelly? Cheese with peanut butter and jelly. Those are not worlds that need to collide. I beg to differ. Give it. I thrive in that. Oh, my God. It's outrageous. Absolutely. It's, outrageous. it's like putting like a, like saying that it would be normal to put like a, a square of American cheese, it like would a be slice like, in a peanut butter and jelly. No, that's It not would be normal. like, you know what I really like? I like my nachos. You get me some cheese. You get me some guac. And then I like a big dollop of peanut butter on it. That's what you're doing. No. Yes. Did, you're combining well, uh, things that don't belong. Did, did you eat a Did you eat a peanut butter sandwich and did you have a little bag of chips that your mom packed for you in your lunch? No, I don't remember that being well, the go-to. Like the, I mean, I, now, if you were going to short, if you were going to do a bag of chips on a Sammy, I think now we're talking about a meat Sammy. Like you want to do a yes. turkey Sammy with some nacho cheese chips on it? Fine, you can talk me into that. But the world's colliding. I I, I can't wrap my head around. I thrive. Ryan Black tweets at the show at Browns underscore daily using the hashtag AskCBD. Wanting to drive my boy six and eight years old up to Cleveland for the first live Browns action this year. I was thinking training camp, orange and brown scrimmage, or preseason as a test before taking them to a regular season game. <laughs> Which would you recommend? there's nothing like a regular season game. A preseason game will not give you a – No. That's not a proper warm-up. I actually prefer probably – I think the orange and brown because you can get really close to yes, it all. Yes, that's what I would recommend. And you see – every, And you get to see everybody. Like, you get to see the big guys are out there playing. Like, you come to a preseason game, you might not see anything. Correct. With you might not see any of these guys. Yeah, I, I think the orange and brown is absolutely the way to go. Yeah. By the way, Ray LaPosse says, send Gibbe for a drug test after that statement. Fair. He also says butter and peanut butter is next level. Been there since the 80s. That's right, Ray. One word, S-O-O's 11. One word to describe Gibbe's PB&J choice, jail. Yeah. Straight to jail. Straight to jail. Do not pass go. Do not I'll tell you what. If you were to give Maybe me. I've been there before. If you, of course. <laughs> if you were to give me a guess Legend. of 100 things. That Gibby would put on a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. A nacho cheese Doritos would not have been a Never. Case. Pretzels at least make sense. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to get my crunch. You, like I a pretzel. Even, you could have told me, puts a granola bar on it. Puts a Kit Kat on it. All of that I would have believed. It's a all in the Kit same Kat. world. Yeah, sure. Yeah. The Spaz tweets at the show. Hashtag ask CBD. Favorite Ray Liotta role that is not Goodfellas. I, there aren't many. 
He actually gave a. Uh, there was a story. Shoeless that they, Joe. That's probably the answer. They gave a. They did. A, he did a story with um, Alan Sepinwell. It is a great job as a television critic in Rolling Stone. In they did the show Many Saints of Newark, where he played the uncle yeah. in it, and it was really really good. Um, and he actually talked about the misses in his career. That coming out of Goodfellas, he really could have made anything at that point, and just made a lot of bad decisions coming out of that. And you go look yeah. at his IMDb; it's a mess. It's a mess. Uh, yeah. Kentucky Fried Christian. Oh, <laughs> tweets at the Stay show. away from the energy drinks. This guy chugs uh, energy drinks on the reg, I'm told. Uh, Stay away from them. Stay away from them. He had life, but I'm pretty sure it's lift. What music do you play before you lift heavy? Right now, I'm uh, I'm currently rocking on Spotify. It is a playlist called, um, let's see. WWE rock and metal songs, the best rock and metal songs of superstar show and pay-per-views of the WWE. It's got some, it's, it, I love it. Did you know that, um, that in his early days, I believe in the, um, I forget which promotion it was in. And even when he went to WWF at the time, Hulk Hogan's first songs were eye of the tiger. Yes. And then it changed over to real, real American, American. Yeah. that that changed over Rick at the beginning. Derringer. It was eye of the tiger because they used it in Rocky three Yep, and he was thunder lips in Rocky three. Also true. And so that's how that started. Yeah. I was unaware of all of that. Great. And it also a great song. I mean, that's Eye of the high, Tiger. Eye of the Tiger. Phenomenal. Please. I mean, that, yeah. my kids listen to that now on the way to football games. They, they'll play that. Yeah, for sure. When I was at the peak of my of my flag, flag football powers in the state of Georgia and yeah. won the state championship, which has been around 01. Sure. I used to listen to Beautiful People by Marilyn Manson. That was like, and I'd be driving fast. And a little rage against the machine. Yeah. Yeah. Those, I like those it. Those are my two. I like it. Yeah, and I'd come pulling in. Sleep now in the fire. Losing my mind. Yeah. It's good stuff. I like it. Thank you. I've been in the backseat of a car with Marilyn Manson. <laughs> of course you have. I mean, <laughs> like when you say things, moment. you say things that sound This absurd. should be the BPA. Right. That's the BPA. The girl Just telling friends. you. By the way, I did like somebody. So if you're Clooney, then somebody said, well, then they made me Tom Selleck for it. Fine. Perfect. Tremendous. By the way. Selican, he did that whole run with Monica. By the way. Oh, perfect. yeah. Perfect. In the taping of the beginning and the end of the BPA this week, I may have referred to the podcast as Zagur and Friends. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gibbe. Here's one that I'm okay with, to be honest with you. This is from the island bum, Satowski, who, who normally calls me a turd, but in this case, he has stayed away from that, and I appreciate that. Maybe we've moved past those days. White, well, I, I would say to keep it coming, Mike. White bread, creamy peanut butter. Captain Crunch cereal and grape Smucker's grape preserve. So at least that's his crunch. It's all in the same world, though. It's a sweet world. It's a sweet world. nonsense. cheese. It's not even sweet and salty because that you right, already pretzels, had that. I would have accepted pretzels. Yeah. There was somebody who came yeah, through. You're I, shortchanging yourself. You haven't tried. I can't. Oh, Jamie Swigert says, tell Gibbe he's my long lost brother. I thought I was the only one who put Doritos on PB. Yes. All right. You guys can go start. Woo! Uh, a you can have a nice little an club. Island. Yeah, getting your club together. Uh, <laughs> David Kerr, what is the best golf course you have played uh, near Lorraine, Ohio? It's on the far. It's on the west Where's side. Where's Lorraine, Gibbe? You tell me what's closer, the Sharon Club or CIC. I don't know what's closer to Lorraine. What's the Sharon Club? Uh, I don't know that one. Those, those would be the. But those are does. the two. I, those would be the two. I mean, Elyria Country Club. I've never been out there. I don't know. Nice little track. Weymouth. Is Weymouth out there? Uh, that's in Medina. You're going the wrong way. 
Listen, brother. Hey, listen, in Bougieville, man, there's only Bougie. Oh, my God. What about, like, Westwood? What was the country club? Lorraine? Is that what he said? Yeah, Yeah. near Lorraine, Ohio. I got to see. I don't know. What would he recommend? How about that? I'm well, allow I mean, there, me to there, answer your question I, I, with a question. I will say this: Valley of the Eagles, um, which you've talked about that. That's like it, a copy that is of a like tough, tough. I think it's a Nicholas, Nicholas. design yep. course uh-huh. now. They remade it. It's unbelievable. It's very, very tough. Uh, that might be, to be honest, that might be. I mean, Red Tails and Avon. That's not like close what about, to. What about Westwood, Gibbon? Because I have played there. That's Westlake. Not close enough? No. Fine. Um, th- there's a lot of courses. How about you, Gibby? What's the best one you've played near Lorraine since Bo and I don't have any? That's what I was just saying. I was looking I up. just gave the two. I think Sharon is slightly closer than CIC in a, in a close, uh, in a quick Google search. Slightly closer. Uh, uh, David miles. Kerr also has one more question. Which is better to wear, a Browns hoodie or a quarter zip? And name the main color of the hoodie or quarter zip as well. That would look great in summer and fall. I just think it's a it's a mood. It's a mood. It's a vibe. It's a very much a mood. Are yeah. you are you laid back? Then you then you're hoodieing for sure. Yeah. If you want some versatility, you want to be able to go white tablecloth, play golf, then you're going quarter zip. And I think no doubt. So it just depends. And I think the quarter zip I love in the gray family is always nice. Mm-hmm. The orange, if you want to support the Browns, we have the beautiful orange from Congressional, thanks to the official teaching pro of the program. That um, that quarter zip with. That whatever that manufacturer is, I want all of my find all those, from them. find all those, and, and get sort those out. White, gray, uh, yeah, orange. You want that maybe. for sure. I don't know that we've landed the plane on the right brown yet, because it feel like when you try, it feels like we cannot get uh, a, a hoodie or a quarter zip. Because I think brown is a great option, but I don't feel like we can get it to match our home uniform. Like that no. dark, we can, that that's true the thing. dark brown. Right. We don't You're get. Right. We have right. one. There's one polo that I have. That's that's that the right brown with a black ver, uh, horizontal vertical stripe, that it feels like they landed the plane on the brown. But too often it's too much of a chocolate milk chocolate brown. You know, right, I want it. You need it the dark chocolate, like the ninety percent of the cocoa bean. I want it. Yeah, I want it. So that you could say, it, is that black? No, no, no. Right, no, exactly. And our uniforms that, but we, yes, but for whatever reason we can't get that out of the apparel. Correct. Uh, Richie Fox. What is your favorite football number on our jerseys? Ignore the player. What number? I mean, Does that mean like what number you'd wear? Or? Yeah, the, the, there are three numbers that always pop into my head in this type of a situation, which would be 3, 16, and 21, because 21 is just a beautiful number. Yeah, I think it's the numbers you wore. Like I, I mean, and, and it just happens to be iconic for us, but I think of 32 is – but, I mean, that, you know, you, usually you go to positions Urban. you played – Gym, so those work. Um, I played. I was wore ten at quarterback. I really, wore ten. I was a ten guy. For who? You know, I don't even know that it was for anybody. I just think it was my number, so okay. I just wore ten. One's also a pretty strong number, like Jeff George won, Cam Newton in one. Warren. I think Moon. I prefer two to one. I prefer three to one. I don't like two. Um, I think two's pretty money. Like when Cam wore two at Auburn, that was pretty. That was a real deal. They went one in the pros which because two was already taken. It's probably a kicker. It was Jimmy Clausen. Jimmy Clausen. Yep. Jimmy Clausen. He tried buying it, it and Clausen wouldn't give it to him because they drafted Clausen the year before in the second round. Yeah. So they tried giving it to him. Said not. I think four is a pretty cool number. A lot of the singles are pretty cool. Seven is a great quarterback sure. number. Eight's cool. There's a lot of good ones. There's a lot of good ones out there. Nine. There a were Jim, no for us. There were, now I remember there were no single digits 
in our football uniforms. So there were the no singles, so it was the lowest number you no could No interest get. in 16. I mean, I wasn't a Joe guy, so it wasn't like I was chasing Steve, yeah. I was probably, if any, I think I would have wanted 12. I like Randall Cunningham a lot at that sure, time. Sure, um, But the, the 12 was taken by an upperclassman, so I got into 10 as a sophomore and just kept it. Uh, the account that mocks me frequently at BGSU Peepaw. <laughs> Being the caliber of human that he is, fashion icon, etc., do you think Senor Swag mows in a fresh pair of white New Balances every time? Or does he own a pair of the most perfectly grasped white New Balance? Senior Swag does not mow. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Next question. Nope. He's not mowing anything. Uh, He's not mowing. Messling time. Bobby. Oh, bunch of fast, bunch of quick hitters for Meckling. Let's go. What are cooler, di- dinosaurs or dragons? Dragons. Dragons, absolutely. Uh, Z, what was with the fanny pack? Ah, the fanny pack. What do you mean? What was with it? It's an unbelievable stylish. You know, it e- you know how easy it is. You have to worry about things falling out of your pockets when you're going upside down on a roller sure. coaster. Yeah. It's in the fanny pack. That was actually a gift. We all got those fanny packs at the Mrs. Bachelor party. So that was mine. It still said TFC on it from back in the day, from the fantasy consultant days. And uh, yeah, fanny pack. Whoever decided that like they were going to shame people wearing fanny packs did a disservice to I'm the give convenience. you two inventions that are far more convenient than what we currently have that were both shamed for reasons I can't understand. One is the fanny pack, and two is Velcro. Yes. Ooh, that's a good pull. What's wrong with Velcro Literally on a shoe? I don't understand it. So easy. My kids won't wear it. I'm like, no, why? So I don't want to tie your shoes anymore, Boots. But he doesn't wear it. He views it as a downshift. Now I'm I don't know who did on. that. Now I'm a slip-on. Of course, on. I do everything I can to not to tie shoes. No All way. my shoes are slip-ons. So annoying. I do it. I leave them tied. Slip them on. If you could travel to any year in a time machine, what year would you choose and why? Wow. Good Lord, Meckling. That's a tough one. It's a deep one like, on a Thursday. So Get away I there. would want to, I think, there are a couple There are a couple things that popped in my mind. Now, one, I'd have to be like a feudal lord but i wouldn't have mind like <laughs> having been back in medieval times like with my own castle and like that would yeah, that and what feels like those guys that. got a lot of good but, like perks yeah that, yeah their lives went pretty well um and then the other would be because i'm a huge like last of the mohicans guy <laughs> feudal lord yeah I mean, maybe i'll just stick with stop right there feudal lord sounds like pretty i think you've won feudal yeah, lord's feudal it lord. there yeah. it is. i'm out you just got to be careful sure they're coming for you at all angles i got a nice moat yeah you got a bridge up that don't, who the poor phrase? Who are the poor people? Or the river run people? The river run, yeah. <laughs> don't. All right, we thing. have thirty no. seconds. What's the dumbest thing don't you've done us. to make your wife mad? Uh, when today? <laughs> right. I mean, what? Like Every ten minutes. I'll tell you the first time that I upset Kayla that I, I didn't even understand it is she said something and I was like, ah, oh, come on, and I gave one of these. I went, come on, come on. Oh, the Done. wave off. Dead. I didn't realize that wave off was like, yeah, it, it, you would have thought that I like tried to launch, initiate, you know, World War Three. The like, most anger, anger like, that the blonde gets is if I, if, if, if I appear to undermine or not undermine, but rather if I'm like, what a, what a ridiculous question like that. Any sort, I don't even have to say it, but like, if my action is like an eye roll or a, <laughs> like, do you really just ask me that right now? That's the that yeah. that's goes to an eleven real real quick. Like she uh, feels job. like you're belittling. Her That's handlebars. correct. That's yeah. correct. That's correct. Yeah, you don't want to do that. New, uh, new, no, new, no, new, no, new, no, new, no, new. No. So much more to come. Really, a lot. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
Have a fantastic Memorial Day weekend, kids. We yes. are back tomorrow, tomorrow in some form. That's right. We are back. Work. We're doing a show. And fashion. And fashion. Not a work. I'm here, Both. so the show will take place. It's real. In a way. The next level's next. Have a great weekend. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and ESPN 850 WKNR.